Hello and welcome back to season two of Zero Wasted Days. I am honored that you are here with me and I am so excited for all of the episodes to come. I am also just very grateful for all of the reviews that you've been leaving and all of the love that you've been giving me inside my DMs. I love nothing more than to be of service to you and to hear that everything that I'm talking about here at Zero Wasted Days is resonating. You know, I really want to inspire you to push the boundaries of what's expected in your life and business, to challenge norms and your growth edges, and to go after the most audacious dreams, because I've seen for myself that anything is truly possible when you have a vision and are ready to go after it. Are you ready to dive in? Let's go. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of Zero Wasted Days. I say this every week that this is a super special episode, but this truly is a really super special episode and I am really excited to be here together with Darian Allen, who is a website designer. She's a Kajabi specialist. She's a Canadian. You guys know how much I love Canadians and interviewing people from home, but she actually lives in Australia. She's a mom to two beautiful girls, and I'm honored to call her a client of mine. And I asked Darian to come in today just to give us a little bit of a glimpse. I was thinking a couple of weeks ago about how remarkable her story is and Zero Wasted Days in this podcast is really about helping inspire you and empower you to, you know, think about how you can redefine how you go about your own lives and businesses. And I just think Darian is such a, a beautiful example of some of the work that we've done together, but just this journey and this evolution. So welcome, Darian. Thank you so much. It's such a joy to have you here. And we were already, just before we hit record, we were already like jumping into some coaching things. And I'm like, okay, we're actually, we, we are here to <laughs> record our episode. <laughs> but it's so easy for us to do this conversation and jump into things that, yeah, that we normally do. But I guess, as like I said, in, in my quick little intro, Darian, I would love just to, for you to explain and share a little bit about your journey and like who you are, what you're doing, and just take us through the kind of the last whatever number of years of your business and life up to now. Amazing. Thank you so much. And I, I felt myself getting a little bit teary at that intro. So, <laughs> so we're starting off really well. It's all good. <laughs> so like Suzanne said, I am a website designer and a Kajabi specialist, but my business journey really started back when I first started having my children. I have two daughters who are 12 and 14 now. And I really had this strong desire to work for myself, to have a business that I could do around my young girls. And I live in Australia, but I am Canadian. And so I don't have family here and I'm a single mom. And so I really just, it felt very important to me that I had that flexibility around work. So I started off my journey doing craft business. I had a stall at our local market here. I did a lot of late night sewing and crafting. And it really like, I dipped my toes into what that felt like. As the years went by, doing a business like that is very challenging and you really have to like love it and spend a lot of time doing it. And I think it helped in 
giving me some experience on building a website and kind of building up, doing marketing and building up a business. And I started helping other people do that. And so friends would reach out and say, oh, can you help me? I don't know where to start. And I started working as a VA. And that was brilliant. When my kids were young, I really, I got a lot of experience and it really helped me figure out what it was that I truly loved to do. So during that time, one of my clients was actually, she had Kajabi and this was probably around, around COVID lockdown time. So it was an interesting time for online business owners. And anyway, she said, I've got Kajabi. Do you know anything about it? And I thought, I I don't even know what she's saying. What is that? What is that Um, word? But Yeah, exactly. But I started doing some research and I came across this woman who she's an Aussie woman, Meg Burridge, and she was coming, like coming up with a training for Kajabi service providers. And I was like, this is perfect. So I jumped in and I did that. And I think what really appealed to me in, in getting into that kind of work was I have a background in education. I used to be a teacher in Canada and the UK for a little while. And I also really love design and I'm quite crafty and I like being creative. And so suddenly there was this opportunity to work with a platform that sort of combined both. It was the online education and supporting mainly women at that time in building businesses all around like educating people and whatever it was that they were doing, as well as being able to be really creative and use that side of things. So uh, I've been working with Kajabi now for, for almost five years. And my journey with this part, this new business, I guess you could call it, is I started off by doing all the things, everything. I was almost like a Kajabi VA, basically. Mm. And then about 18 months ago, I took the plunge and decided to really niche down and focus solely on website design, which was what I was really enjoying. Mm. And things have just taken off since then. Mm, And it hasn't always, obviously, we all know business is like up and down. It could be a bit of a roller coaster and it hasn't always been easy. Can you take us to what life and business was like maybe 12 months ago when February, Mm -hmm. we hadn't been working together yet, how you were feeling and what were you doing inside your business? Yeah. Oh, It has definitely been lots of ups and downs. And I think prior to working with you, I I had some really great months. There's some parts of my business where I felt really successful and I was like, oh, this is really going somewhere. But I really was stuck in that whole scarcity mindset, very much like just doing all the things, like working all the time, saying yes to everything. And I felt it was frustrating because I knew I could see other people doing wonderful things online Mm. and really, and there was a bit of that comparison, but also just, I just didn't, I couldn't get out of that feeling stuckness. And I was very much, like I said before, I'm a single mom and sole income earner of my family. And so there's a lot of pressure and a lot of responsibility when it's all on you. And so I think... I really just felt like I had to do all the things. And if I wasn't, I had the mindset of you've got to work hard and work 
more in order to get ahead. (laughs) So there's quite a lot of things going on. Frustration, feeling responsible, like just got to work more. I was burnt out. Like I had a really good month. And then the month after that, like I hardly worked because I had completely wrecked myself, Mm. got really sick, couldn't sit because I hurt my back, just all the things. So yeah. And then I started working with you. (laughs) (laughs) And so what was the catalyst? And I remember I was thinking back, you reached out a couple of times and asked about my coaching. And so there was obviously something that, you know, not triggered, but came to a a head. What was the catalyst to you reaching out and, and wanting to make a change? So I've worked with a lot of coaches in the past and I was in a 12 month coaching program the year before And so 2022, which was great. And I really enjoyed it. I had good success. And I I really started feeling like my business was gaining some momentum. And that ended. And I went into 20 not knowing, not not really having any sort of bigger vision of, of where I wanted to go with this. And that goes hand in hand with just having your head down and just feeling like you have to do all the things. And I think I went into the year going, I don't have any work booked, so I can't hire a coach and I'm just going to see what happens. (laughs) And I was following you already on Instagram and your messaging really spoke to me and I saw Elevate and I thought that might be just what I need and that might be just the thing to help me get through this and Mm. who knows boy, that was a good decision. Honestly, (laughs) something was like pushing me in that direction because I honestly cannot believe the shift that has happened. And I think a couple of things. One, you are an incredible coach. And two, I think that it is important for me to remember that you don't have to do things alone because when you're a solopreneur, It's very easy to sit in your office and just do the thing. But when you have someone who, you know, like a coach who is like in your pocket and keeping you accountable and also giving advice or coaching or whatever it is, it suddenly opens up opportunity. It it changes the way you look at things. And it's, yeah. And also I think that there's a bit of like the, timing was right. Because like I said, I've had other coaches before, but I think something about the work that you do and your life first model and all of that just clicked for me. And yeah, I'm so grateful. (laughs) (laughs) And so in us looking back, you joined Elevate, which was my membership. And then you did one of my courses called Energy Code, which is all diving into a lot of the, the mindset and the energetics where there might be some blocks and things that you don't really even know and habits and behaviors that you're working in and living in. And then you went on to join Phoenix Rising. Can you try to summarize for us what you think are the top things that you've done, whether those are the mindset things, the energetics, the, the strategy, the life first approach over the last seven, seven, eight months that have been the most impactful for you so <laughs> where to start I think my yeah exactly <laughs> I think I probably joined elevate because I thought I needed the strategy and I thought that I needed the accountability which I absolutely did but 
I think I was like, oh, I need a business coach because of that. The unexpected part and probably the part that has made the most impact on my life, on my daughter's lives, on my business, on everything is the mindset work. Mm. And Energy Code was not my first introduction to that type of work. I've been doing self-development work for years and years, but this is where the timing was right. Like Mm. it just, everything clicked. And I think when you have someone who is on your side and who believes in the possibilities for you and who can see a bigger picture and kind of stretch those comfort zones a little bit and Mm. and go, oh, what about, I can see you having 15K months or 20K months. Suddenly I was like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and it's like filling that space, like the space was there. And then it just took me to go in and and fill it. So 100% the mindset work was absolutely the the main thing or that has had the most impact. And I think then I just after doing those two programs or doing the membership and then energy code, I just was like, I just want to keep working with Suzanne. I just can't imagine ending now like it just didn't feel right at all and so when phoenix rising came up i knew that you had this mastermind but i was thinking oh i'm not going to be able to afford it and i just like i keep investing and i'm not getting anywhere but i just after talking to you i thought i just have to make this work because it's what it's the next step like it's the next step up in the whole journey of all of this and i had already started feeling so much better about everything. I was like, I just have to make that work. And what I love about Phoenix Rising is not only do we get that, the boxer support, which is incredible, but there's other women in this group Mm. who are so supportive and we're all in different countries, very spread out. And yet I feel so connected to these women now. And that was a really difficult thing for me at at the beginning. You probably remember I was really, I felt really uncomfortable about sharing. I felt ashamed. It felt uncomfortable to be vulnerable. And that shift from when we started, which I think was maybe October was when Phoenix Rising started. Yeah. So it's been, what, four or five months now even shift in four or five months is just phenomenal. And I just like, I think about these women and I'm like, oh, I've never met them in person. And I just suddenly feel so connected to them. And I so want to support what they're doing because it's amazing. And I think that's really the power of like a group container Mm, like that and, and what you've created there. Yeah. Yeah. It's important to reflect on that because you're right. Like that we're all on opposite corners of the world. Literally, you couldn't get us any more spread out, which has its difficulties. But I think also different, completely different businesses, everybody, but there's this shared connection. And I think when people come into a group container, like I've been in, like you said, lots of masterminds and things like that. There's, if I think if it's done well, there's this bubble, there's this kind of safety net that you come into and it doesn't happen straight away. I know for you, it was a journey to start being able to share and not when things were hard, go away for two or three weeks and just get through it and hide or whatever. That's your nervous system, right? Like that's the fight or flight, but that's how you've been operating for so long. So to come out of that, for me, my reflection on you is just 
beautiful and so powerful. You're right. It has really been so many different things for you. And I think like strategically, a lot of what I do is help people keep their eye on the dial, like on the things that are going to move the business forward. They say a pilot has hundreds of buttons and things in his cockpit, but there's really only six or seven that are the most important things they need to keep their eye on to keep the plane in the air. And in a way, that's how I see the, the business coaching in strategically to say, okay, what are the things that we're doing to bring in leads? What are the things that we're doing to close these? Those are the things that are going to bring in revenue. Because it's so easy, I think, also in a service-based business like yourself to, when things are busy, just get your head down. And like you said, just go. And then all of a sudden, by the end of the month or in six weeks or eight weeks, you come out of that and you're like, okay, I've got nothing else in my pipeline. And when you're on your own, when you're in a big business, there's other people bringing things in for the pipeline. But I think that's been that's been helpful for you because even we talked before we started recording, this has been a really busy week for you, but you're your start of this year, and you could tell us a little bit more about it, has been a really big one. But at the same time, I'm just, I was so happy to hear that you're juggling discovery calls this week together with client work and life and whatnot. So you're filling your pipeline for months to come. Can you tell us a bit about kind of life and business now and how it has differed coming into 2024? Yeah, my business is so different from a year ago. So different. When I first started working with you, you were the one who reminded me of this, actually. I had said to you, I really want to go into the new year with with clients, with work, because January, uh, especially living in Australia, tends to be the really quiet time. Most people in this country are still on holidays. And yeah, and I just... I've always really struggled in January, whether my kids were home or not. And that was like a goal. I think I probably said it a little bit like, oh, wouldn't that be great? But yeah, imagine that. This year it happened. And in fact, going into January, I had a few of the biggest projects that I've ever booked going into January. And I think reflecting on that I'm like still oh my gosh I can't believe that actually happened but when I think about the lead up to that and when I think about how I'm looking at my business now it is so different from 12 months ago I'm not in it all the time I'm looking at the big picture I actually believe and this was a huge thing but I actually believe that I can have a a successful business and a profitable business. And I didn't before. In fact, Mm. you were the one who believed that I could. (laughs) And this is the power of having a coach or someone who you can trust and who will support you because I didn't, but you did. (laughs) And I just caught up through our work together. And yeah, this year has just been, we're only what we mid to end of Feb. And um, I'm just having the most incredible year already. I'm really enjoying business. In fact, some people come to me, I'm not turning them away, but like pointing them in other people's direction because it's not something that I really focus on. I'm booking months in advance, which was always a dream of mine because, Mm. you know, as a VA, unless you've got like retainer work, it can be very piecemeal jobs together. And I always wanted to be able to book two, three, four months in advance. And I knew it was possible because I knew other people were doing it. And yeah, and it's happening now for me. It's interesting because it is so good. And 
I used to listen to people's sort of transformation stories. I love that whole sort of transformation story. And I thought, is that ever going to happen for me? Is that? (laughs) Yeah, is that in the stars for me? Exactly. Like it just all felt so hard. Everything Mm. felt so challenging and so hard. Like I was just like wading through mud all the time. And I think that the part that like, I probably knew all along, but it didn't click was that I was the problem, not the problem. I was the thing that needed to, to shift. It wasn't strategy. It wasn't taking more courses. It wasn't any of that. It was me and my mindset and just shifting that and Mm. getting out of my own way. Yeah. But sometimes that can feel heavy too, right? That can feel heavy when you know you're the block. You're like, you feel a lot of shame. You carry around a lot of, a lot of guilt about that. And so you're like, I've, I've tried everything. How am I actually going to do this? And I liked how you said that you obviously just did it. You just, you, you took some baby steps initially and just did it. But then what I think that does is like you said, I believed in the possibilities for you before you caught up. And that's what happens, right? Like it's having somebody who's vested in your journey together with you. And I have worked with a lot of coaches, but I am probably overly vested in my clients' journeys, but that's the, I'm glad that you're the ones that get to benefit. And I can also see so much more ease in you, just in that person that is sitting in that chair versus the one that was there seven and eight, nine months ago, the ease at which you are running your business. Actually, I know that you're very much living your life to the fullest. Don't forget the annual vision and planning bundle is now available inside the link in my show notes. If you are ready to start planning and want to learn completely new ways to manage and harness the energy that sits behind your vision and then actually apply it to your strategy, then this bundle is for you. You can grab it for $55 and put it into action straight away into your business. And I know you will start seeing the results this month, this quarter, and this year. And of course, there are certain days and this week probably isn't a good example of it when you have juggling lots of balls. But how, how would you describe that kind of, and I don't like to even use the word balance, but work and life blending that you have and the impact that it's had on your girls as well? Yeah, this is a great question. And I think it's probably one of those things where it's, well, anybody who runs their own business, who's a solopreneur will probably always be trying to work on that life work-life balance. It's interesting. I don't know if I can really pinpoint one thing. I think it's been over the last sort of seven, eight months of slowly introducing little things into my life that I really, that bring me a lot of joy that I really like and that just make me happy, like spending time with my kids Mm. or doing drawing or gardening or any of those kinds of things and over time those small things suddenly not suddenly over time they started to have that impact on on my life on my nervous system too even this week I was saying that it's been super busy and lots of calls and things and I've got projects on the go but I don't have the same level of stress even though these are bigger projects and they mean a lot to me but I don't have the same level of stress mm. that I did 12 months ago if I was yeah. doing, working on a bunch of different projects. There's a shift about in that I know I will do the work and I know I'll produce good work yeah. and 
I really care about my clients because I truly Mm. do. And I feel honored to be able to support what they do out in the world because all of the work that they do is incredible. And I'm a part of that. I'm like a a step in their journey as Mm. well. And, but there has been this, and maybe not answering your question, but there has been this shift in that part as well. I think one of the key things, I'll just go back to it, is that adding in those things that bring joy to my Mm. life. I always, I, like I said before, I had the mentality or the thought that like you had to work more in order Mm. to get ahead. And that if I wasn't working, I was not supporting my family. I was being lazy. I I could do more, all these things, all that sort of negative self-talk that you do when you're like in the trenches and not feeling that great. But adding in each of those little things, suddenly it's, you know, I'd heard people talk about it, but it's like the space just happened. Mm. And I read more books than I have since I've had children (laughs) 14 years, like more books than I ever had last year. I, like I said, my garden and I grew flowers and you took holidays. You took some holidays. I took some breaks. Yeah. During school holidays, time off with my kids. That was a big one. Yeah. Just all. And, and there was space for it. And yeah, I still got yeah. the work done and I still, and now my business is doing way better than it was. So yeah. I, it might seem hard. Like when I think back to where I was um, at that time, I wouldn't have been able to see it. it the, the jump isn't a quick one. It has <clears throat> to be, it has to be incremental. Yeah. 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 And I think it really is about, and this is the the power of this work is the compound effect of it, right? It's the little shifts. But what is the most important thing for people to do to start to embody that and start to actually practice that is to learn about prioritizing. So it's, it's you're actually start prioritizing those things and getting little bits of evidence that, okay, like when I do go and spend some time in my garden or when I do take some time off for the girls, like not everything is going to implode and I can keep my head above water. And then the next week you do a little bit more and then the next month you plan a holiday. And and so it is really that compound effect of giving yourself, your body, your mind, your nervous system, everything, your business evidence that you can prioritize these things. And then, you know, and this is why I feel so passionate about the life first method is that it's the compound effect is that it's like after six months of doing this, you're like, holy, I feel so much better about myself and my life. And it makes my business thrive even more. So it has an impact on the bottom line, on my profitability, on everything over in my business. And so, yeah, that's why I think your story is so inspiring to people because it is, especially for me, because I remember those early day conversations of $98 in the bank account and hiding away, feeling shameful to this, like, I always have garden analogies to this blossoming, amazing, you know, Dahlia, <laughs> Darren the Dahlia in front of me. And it's a work of art. I mean, it really is. Yeah, it's been an honor. And so I would love just to finish up here, like for you to let us know, what is it that you're starting to like seed and dream about now that you may never have done like prior? Yeah. So I'm starting to look at different ways that I can scale and grow my business, which feels still a little bit awkward, but also super exciting. Yeah. Just trying to, because all my work was one-to-one work. I might work with several clients at a time, but it's very much working one-to-one. 
So I am working on a course and, and also working on a template shop that'll be coming out later in the year as well. Obviously that really fits with the, I like to design and that kind of thing. So that works well, but yeah, it's, it's exciting. It's super exciting because this is the first time where I've actually looked further ahead than a few weeks or a month and gone and made and done some planning, which again, is the work that I've done with you is okay, looking at the next 12 months, and then breaking that down a little bit and, and actually setting some goals. And so those are two sort of the big ones that I'll be working on this year, as well as my one to one, because I I truly do enjoy that. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So exciting. And so with Zero Wasted Days, I like to ask a a question at the end. You've listened to this podcast before. And the question for 2024 is really around the concept of creating a life by your design and the words Zero Wasted Days and what they mean to you. How important is this for you and how might you be embodying this in your life? Oh, it's such a good question. And I think that if you had asked me 12 months ago, my answer would have been very different. And that I think that truly is the power of the work that you do and the mindset work that you do, Suzanne. I think that living life by my design really is about having choice. And so one of my top values is freedom. And it's why I wanted to work for myself. I was always a a big traveler before I had children. I've lived in a lot of different countries And freedom was very, very important to me. And I think now when I think about zero wasted days or living my life by design, it really feels possible to have that freedom and have choice in what I want to do next, Mm. rather than feeling so tied to day-to-day tasks that I had Mm. to do, so tied to the idea of being a single mom and all these things. Suddenly that is reality, but it's also, it's okay. And Mm. that's exactly right. And so I actually feel contemplating life by design. I could actually be the, the one in not in control, but setting some goals and setting Mm. that vision for the future actually feels possible now. Whereas 12 months ago, I was like, I am just, I I have no control over any of this. I just have to put my head down and keep doing the work. But now just, yeah, with the mindset work and listening to your podcast, which is one of my (laughs) favorite and when hearing what other people are doing in the world. And suddenly I feel like there's so much more opportunity and possibility. And that is already tr- like showing up mm-hmm. in my work now. There's been people reaching out asking me to do workshops in their groups and just like more opportunities to be right. more of a, an expert in my field, which again, opens up possibilities and yeah, opportunities. So that, yeah, yeah. It's such a good question. I don't know if I've answered <laughs> it, but um, I think no, everyone has a different progress. Yeah, everyone has a, has, a, has a different answer, but clearly you're dreaming in a new way that you didn't used to dream and, th- and, and see what was possible, whether it's the next 12 months or even five, 10 years in the future around crafting what you want that to look like, which I know is life-changing. So I'm honored to be on the journey with you and watching and helping guide. And you're the one doing the work day in, day out, which hasn't been easy. I'm so delighted that you're reaping the, the fruits of your I hate to say labor, labor from a being and doing (laughs) way. 
Mm-hmm. It feels a bit like remembering before before kids and before business and before all of this. I think I was much more of a dreamer and I liked adventuring and traveling and all that kind of thing. So it's like coming back to yeah. and, and remembering and, and it took this work to do that. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So good. Thank you, Darian, so much for joining me. I'm so glad that you've come on here and just to, like I said at the beginning, to help inspire people and show people what is actually possible. And it's so easy for us to get into our struggles and hard to see out of those times when you feel like just things are so hard that it's not going to change. And yeah, I guess for people to be able to find you, can you just tell us a little bit and we'll put your links and things like that in the show notes, but can you tell them, my audience, where to find you on Instagram if they want to follow along or need a Kajabi specialist? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So my business name is Choosing Joy and I am on Instagram. The account has a lot of like underlines, so we'll put it in the show notes. It'll be easier to remember, or easier to click on that. And my website is choosingjoy.com.au. So beautiful. I hope some people reach out to you. And that's what this is. This is whole community is about, right? It's about networking and connecting. And that's what I know what you said as well about Phoenix Rising. And mm-hmm. yeah, I just really appreciate you taking the time in your evening with us on the episode today. Thank you. Thank you so much, Suzanne. It's a real honor to to be um, on the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to Zero Wasted Days. I truly appreciate you being here, downloading the episodes every single week and listening to me in your ears, on the go, wherever you might be listening. I also really love all of the feedback that many of you are giving me inside Instagram, on Facebook and YouTube. I always appreciate when you share, when you review and when you rate my podcast. It really just gives me the feedback that what I'm talking about is resonating with you. It tells me which episode actually that you guys love more than others and it helps me be able to keep creating in a way that is in alignment with what you're after. But I really appreciate you being here and I look forward to seeing you again next time.